Welcome to the third episode of The Void of Literature. I'm Elijah and this is Nick. Today we will be discussing Aragon by Christopher Paolini. Quickly, before we start, today we are drinking Melbourne Breakfast, which is a tea to tea. It's like your standard black tea, except it's a bit vanilla-y, like the vanilla really cuts through and leaves you with vanilla aftertaste. And I like it, I drink it quite a lot. Yeah, I agree with that. It is like a standard black tea you'd get anywhere with a hint of vanilla in it. And I think it's pretty good. It's nice and easy to drink. All right, let's get started with the third episode of The Void of Literature. So, Elijah, what's so good about Aragon? Well, Nick, Aragon is a very good fantasy book. Uh, Unlike some fantasy, which are just people killing stuff non-stop, always good guy killing bad guy, it has some different fantasy. Like, there's more different types of action other than just killing stuff. Like, it's like a lot of fantasy don't really have uh like good backstory like mainly children ones but this one is a lot different and also action isn't as boom bang pow big action and stuff like that it can be quieter and it adds a nice effect to the story that's just a bit of action followed by a lot of action and it's very good also Coming in from the last point, uh, the smaller action makes the climaxes a lot more better as it's well anticipated from the smaller action. Yeah. So going on from your smaller action, it can be some small action as in some small like monster or whatever. Or it can be emotional or mental action where it's like you're inside the mind and he's struggling to make a choice or he's struggling to decide between something. And so that's another type of action because sometimes that action is even tenser than the monster, the scary monster that's trying to find them. As well as this, I agree that the climaxes are excellent because you really get that arc where it goes up and up and up and up and then finally peaks, and at the peak of the action, you just don't want to stop reading. Yeah, and I think Christopher Paolini did a really good job at hooking on readers because some books aren't as good, and it's just like, after the first chapter, you're just like, nope, this is boring. And I think what Nick said about the mental action and like emotional action is a good point because in the book, there's a lot of, like, mental communication and like emotional bits and pieces that are quite important in the story coming off that another good thing about Aragon is the good plot and storyline there is an excellent backstory at the start about the main characters origins and how they started off and things like that and I think it does a really good job of showing like, who the protagonist really is, not just... They always started off as this cool 
crime fighting good guy rather it's like he started off as a small farmer with his uncle and just a small beginning without just always being cool and this also makes quite good problems as like you never know whether they're gonna well some things you know whether the protagonist is gonna win but some things you don't really know as it's like oh like especially the start because oh they're not that strong yet are they are they gonna win or are they gonna lose what's gonna happen and to go with the problems the rising climax is quite good as there's good tension build up as the bad guys aren't always just there and always there there's always like something behind it that makes them there that puts them there and finally going off the problems the falling action is good whether the protagonist runs away uh fights wins or whatever i think the plot and storyline is just excellent i agree with that i think the protagonist starting off from humble beginnings is really good because you can identify with the protagonist and then when he gets more powerful he's like not really sure what he's doing which is really nice as a really nice effect because often in fantasy the character instantly knows what he's doing somehow like he's a natural at it or he's been taught under the greatest magician alive but in this case the character doesn't quite know how to do everything yet and so therefore you can go through his struggles with him as he struggles to learn the craft that he's trying to perfect perfect yeah and i think this also is really good at hooking in the reader uh like the climaxes as you can really identify with who the person is and you could really like put yourself in his shoes and like be like oh so that's why he did what he did and i think this makes a really good book because um being able to identify with the protagonist really sometimes hooks on people who want to feel powerful i guess and i think that's a really good point next is that the antagonists in the story are really good there are lots of major villains that are really strong and hard to beat but there are also quite minor ones that maybe aren't as like hard to defeat for the main character but are still pretty exciting which is like a part of the action is quieter bit uh sometimes you don't really want big action all the time uh you just want some small little bite-sized actions and the antagonists have also quite good intentions which also like previously makes it really easy to identify with them some people might just want power as with some of the antagonists or some maybe just as this is an actual example from the book want to save something that is dear to them therefore they have to do something that may is be like portrayed as evil when really they're just trying to do something and with these villains more major than minor uh they're reoccurring as maybe you think one is defeated but then they come back stronger and they have learnt more 
And one of the, or maybe a couple of the protagonists are actually, I mean, antagonists are actually protagonists, like good people who have, who have maybe something has happened to them or something has sort of affected them to become antagonists. And I think it is sometimes quite realistic as some of the best people might have something bad about them, like something happened to them, which makes them bad. And I think that's a really good thing in the book. Yeah, I agree with that. I really like when there's that twist of fate and the main character's friends specifically becomes the main character's, like, enemy. Not because then the main character struggles. Like, it creates a bunch of tension with the fact that the main character is struggling to deal with the fact that his friends become on the other side to him and struggles with the th- struggles with the fact that he might go up against him on the battlefield and possibly have to hurt him or even kill him. And so that creates a lot of tension and it fills in the spaces between the major action and the minor action because it can't all be action. It has to be something in the middle and Paolini did a really good job of filling in the gaps between that with this tension because then you don't feel like with, for example, with Oliver Twist that we did last week, you don't feel like the middle is just slow and boring. Yeah, and that is actually quite a lot of good things about Christopher Paolini's book Eragon, which is also a series, by the way. There are three other books other that are equally as good. And, yeah, I think he did a really good job at writing his books. Though Eragon may seem like a good book, it is still not perfect. And there are some bad stuff in the book. Can you please tell us more about this uh, bad stuff, Nick? Okay, so the first point that is bad about Aragon is that it has some joke and rock and rock and token in it. So, if in case you didn't realise, that's J.R. Tolkien listeners. Um, there's a bit, <laughs> there's a bit much of the action. Uh, no, sorry, there's a bit much of the description of the walking. Though Aragon is a good book. As we said in our first episode, not all books are perfect, and there are still some bad things about the book. Nick, can you please comment further on this? Okay, so the first thing that I think is bad about Aragon is that it has far too much of J.R.R. Tolkien's style. Jock and rock and rock and Tolkien, that is. Um, there's a bit much of the description of how they get to places, and, like... Sometimes there's stuff in between that, which scores a point in Paolini's favour, but sometimes it's just a bunch of walking and walking and walking and walking, so that doesn't really work well. Yeah, I agree with that. It has too much joke and rock and rock and talking, which in some of the walking, there are some really good things for Christopher Paolini. But I think it would have been better if it just, like, put in some key points about their travels instead of just putting all of their travels. And I think that would have made the book a bit better than rather than just putting too much joke and rock and rock and token. Yes, we will continue with the joke and rock and rock and token slander. 
Okay, as well as this, it sometimes takes a while to get to action. There's lots of description, which can be good in, at times, but sometimes it just doesn't add much to the story. Like, I can see you describing something, but if you describe it too much, then it kind of gets a bit boring. So, and then the story gets side-tricked by it, and you never want the story to be put aside because you want to describe something too much. So I think this is one failing of part of the book. Yeah, the description is maybe a bit too much as maybe in schools they tell you oh yeah you need to describe this and it has to be detailed description and stuff like that but really if you add too much description it gets way too boring and it's just not good as you can't just rest aside the story and just go into full description of a single character as readers don't want to know everything about a single character they want fun bits they want action bits and maybe yes description is good but too much of it just doesn't work at all yeah i agree with that as well as that to slow it because most of the points that aragon fail is that it's a bit slow another thing that slows it down is there's too much talking dialogue can sometimes be slow to read in that it sometimes takes a while to get to the point as in, they speak about something which isn't the main purpose of the discussion. So therefore, it's a bit boring if you just have talking, 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 talking. Oh, I finally got to the point. Yeah, I agree with that. As a lot of dialogue can sometimes be boring. Mainly if it's just not dialogue that talks about what is currently going on and the action and how to do this and do that. It's just... Some of the characters can go off topic, which can be kind of boring. And so it may have some connection to the story. It isn't as important as talking about the main story. And the dialogue can slow down a lot if it gets extremely off topic or extremely unimportant, which can sometimes scare away readers or just make them so bored because they just want to get to the point sometimes. And I think these are some, not major, but not minor flaws, just some flaws in the book Aragon. And now, here's the blurb from Aragon. When Aragon finds a polished blue stone in the forest, he thinks it is the lucky discovery of a poor farm boy. Perhaps it will buy his family meat for the winter. But when the stone brings a dragon hatchling, Aragorn soon realises he has stumbled upon a legacy as old, nearly as old as the Empire itself. Overnight, his sinful life is shattered, and he is thrust into a perilous new world of destiny, magic, and power. With only an ancient sword, and the advice of an old storyteller for guidance, Aragorn and the fledgling dragon must navigate the dangerous terrain and dark enemies of an empire, ruled by a king whose evil knows no bounds. Can Aragorn take up the mantle of the legendary dragon riders? The fate of the Empire may rest in his hands. Personally, I would rate the book and around 8 or 8.5 as it has a very good story and action and it's just a great book overall. But some of it is a bit boring and slow to read. 
And as I said in the first episode, and I will say again, no book is perfect. But I think this is still a very good book that you should read. I'm going to rate it 7 out of 10 because there are books in between Aragon and To Kill a Mockingbird that are better than Aragon but not quite as good as To Kill a Mockingbird. So consistency, you know. Anyway, uh, I agree that the descriptions are sometimes too much and I think my biggest point is that the dialogue can be a lot. And also, of course, there's a bit of joke and rock and rock and talking. Yes, joke and rock and rock and talking slander. Thanks for listening, everybody. And remember to fill that void.